because I was went to the park, got my vaccine. My, my arm was pretty sore for a day. I don't know. Yeah. Really, but, uh, I was lounging at the park and uh, and you know and it was it was a sunny day, but a a drop of water, uh, or I thought was water, fell on my lips as I was lying in the park. Fell on my lips and I opened my eyes to see a sweaty old man. Yeah. Like drenched, like drenched, like with the sweat just pouring off of him. Like I on top I saw, of you? I saw him earlier running around. No, he was about six feet away, or maybe five, let's say five, because he wasn't social distancing. How anymore. did that he, sweat get to you? Well, his hair was, it's not, wasn't as long as mine, but his hair was long and drenched in sweat. And so he's throwing it, he's like stretching and throwing his hair around. So he's <laughs> launching, he's launching globs of <laughs> I'm sweating to the air and it was landing uh, on my lap and it was so gross. So, so that happens. Right. And I opened my uh, eyes. I'm like, you know, initially you open your eyes. I don't think, I don't think the vaccine is can cure that shit. Oh God. You know what? I don't think there's any cure for how it's, it's traumatic. It's, it's traumatized me. Uh, did you say anything to the guy? It's like, Hey, well, dude, what the fuck? I did. This is the thing though, because, so it happens. I then you open your eyes, you look up, you go, "Wait a minute, it's not raining. Why did that happen?" And then you start to look around, and I went, and I sat up, and I went, "Ah, oh, dude, gross!" <laughs> right? But that, that, but that made me look weird because because other people sitting around the park, yeah. they just they just saw me go, "Ah, oh, dude, gross!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think everybody thought I just thought the man stretching was gross. Like they, they yeah. think I'm just. But I'm you, just but you know, it was from him. Oh, it was 100%. But did he him. say, I'm sorry? Or did you go to him and be like, hey, good. what the hell are you doing? You a shaggy dog. No, he kept, he just kept stretching and it, it just made the whole uh, incident awkward. But I, I mean, mean you, could you it should be, be. But could it be that it maybe was a, a second, uh, a second sweat? Like, you know, like in Seinfeld, there was a second spitter. Because <laughs> that's a mighty sweat that he just travels six feet and he got to your mouth. Maybe could maybe this was you. Yeah, maybe I could go back and see if anybody was filming that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe or maybe, maybe another okay. suspect. Around. Have you ever thought he was like a like a squirrel that that pee or like or like a or a bird a bird that they just like you know. I got to admit, I, it never crossed my mind. What, it sounds like you're defending this guy. Like, I'm not. Oh, well, I'm one hundred percent sure that it was well, a sweaty man that was five feet away from me. One hundred percent. There's no. I haven't second guessed that from the start. But what I well, have second the, guessed is everything else in my life because it was fucking traumatic, and I don't no, want any. What did you do? Like, didn't you? I would have been like, especially like after the vaccine, you're like, oh man, a whole year didn't get anything, and now you've got sweat from somebody. That you I don't know that I spent the whole night like cleaning my lips like every <laughs> every twenty minutes. Just going, oh, oh man! But I think about it going, oh god, oh gross, man. So that was a uh, yeah, it was gross. You shouldn't be allowed. I think we need rules in the public parks. We should we should have a rule of like you shouldn't be allowed to sweat that much right now. Like I I get it eventually, but we're all coming out of quarantine now, and so we're all a bit. We don't need all this. Like, if you're sweating to the point where your rivulets of sweat are just launching off of you and landing on other people, just kind of stay home. Was this a like a, a guy that was jogging, or was like a homeless guy? Like, what did he, you? He was he was jogging. He was jogging. He was. I would say he was probably about a sixty year old ex rock star because he had a he was bandana right, so longish mm -hmm. hair, bandana. But the bandana was drenched. Like he was just drenched. <laughs> 
he was, was it was it axel rose it's in that realm we're talking in that realm and and i would say it was probably his first jog um around the park in a, in a year you know so this wow. is him trying to get back All into right. fitness and the and the water was just i call it water That's you know what it was you know what flowing. is that called uh, a november rain sweat right right well that okay sure i mean it's, <laughs> it's april it is april but hey yes. april showers rain but I, but I felt, yes, it was an it was an April it was an unwanted April shower. So I think we should have a rule. I think we you should either be, um, you you got to be amateurish. I think if you're too uh, shitty and you're gonna sweat too much, don't come to the public parks. And also, if you're too good at things, don't be in the public parks because I've also seen very good yoga people like flaunting their great bodies at the park. And I don't want either because neither of those things. Uh, influence those of us who are in the middle to get up and start. Well, also you should not be sleeping in the in the park too, like you were doing. Yeah, you're allowed to sleep. With the, what's wrong with that? That's that's no, an allowed I mean, thing. No, really. I mean, I don't think you should. Oh, no, be able it's to... fantastic. I go once a day. I go up to Griffith Park and I listen to an audio book. I go and I lie in the park and I listen to an audio book for one hour and that centers me. And then I come back and get in the shit and like in the middle of the grass. Yeah, in the middle of the grass in the park. Yeah, you know like, when I see like that, all I, the other human beings do. No, when I, you know, if I'm walking around, and I see that. I see that. I, I right away, I go like that guy's homeless, OD, and that's it. You know, like because really? I don't. Yeah, you lay like I don't lay in the park, like no. You know, do you will be have a towel or something or? Yeah, I've or got a towel. I take I take a towel and a pillow. I've got a park pillow. I got a, I've got a whole, uh, I got a whole set. I got a park set. I got a bag because I stream during the day. So when I finish my stream, I, as soon as I hang up from my stream, I just get out of the house. I grab my bag with my park towel and my park pillow, and I go up to the park and I listen to an audio book for an hour. I, I think this makes sense. I don't, I don't know what your hang up is about people <laughs> hanging out, hanging out in their public park. I Hello, just think man. it's legit to have a hangout of them sweating on you in the public park. I don't, yeah. I don't want that. I mean, I, I I think it makes more sense to me somebody sweating in a park because they're working out than somebody just sleeping there, like in a park. I don't, I never like enjoy like sleeping in a park. Okay, I don't think people really call it sleeping either. Like it's sunbathing or relaxing or laying. Okay, all right, all right. But uh, yeah, I don't go. Oh, it's nap time. No, I but there's some walk, people that walk to the park. Well, there's some people that just like fully sleep in the park and like you know right. so I, I was like are what are you doing homeless people yes that, those <laughs> that there i see where you're going with that now that those would be the homeless people yeah. well that's what i i mean that's what i imagine okay, you doing. I, I follow you now but uh, but yeah uh, not, not in the day not in the day <laughs> um i'm really excited buddy i'm really excited uh to have our guest this week wait um, wait oh jesus you threw some sweat at me man yeah, yeah. Did you feel that? Did it come, yeah. came came through? Yeah. Baby, it's contagious. It's hair. If I just start, if I start profusely sweating, then we'll know I caught whatever the fuck it is that that guy <laughs> launched into my mouth, man. Oh, oh, now you got me down, grossed out again. Um, yeah, buddy, I'm really looking forward to introducing you to the to our guest this week. This is a good friend of mine, man, and uh, he's been high on our list since we started doing this podcast. Um, his name is Ben Hurley. He's a New Zealand comic, but he and I, we know each other from Britain. We started our careers off, you know, early days in Britain and stuff. And, uh, and I can't wait, you know, like I haven't, I haven't had a good chat with him for a while. 
you know, he's, uh, I think New Zealand's probably doing a lot better than America in the, in the quarantine. Um, and, uh, you know, fantastic guy. So I'm really excited, really excited to have yeah, him. Yeah. It was fun to, to chat with him. It was fun to, uh, to learn, uh, you know, learn some things about New Zealand and learn some things about uh, the world too, because it's very, uh, it's very culture because he, yeah. he's, uh, so he's the host of a panel show. Is that his yes. show so, or he's yeah, part of the panel? He's he's one of the he's one of the rotating team captains on a New Ze on the number one New Zealand comedy show and it's a it's a panel show, um, and uh, so very funny. Uh, he's had me as a guest on it a few times, and uh, so it's the number one comedy in New Zealand. And then also he has his own radio show. Uh, plus plus he's just an outstanding stand up. I mean on our on our um, Twitter and stuff all week I've been putting up Ben Hurley clips and stuff. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend him. Hugely entertaining individual. So he ticks all of those boxes. And yeah, I think yeah, he's a you know, national comedy hero. Awesome. Can't wait to everybody to listen because yeah, I had a really good time talking to him. He was a really entertaining guy. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right. Let's watch. Oh, let's stop. Come on. All right. There was Jay just got the sweats, but you know what? Mm -hmm. Let's just go and start this episode now with Ben Hurley, episode 21 at Standby with JJ and Francisco. Bye, hello. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. We are joined by comedy impresario Ben Hurley, all the way from New Zealand. How are you, buddy? Great. Hello. Hello, everybody. I hope you can understand me with my thick South Pacific accent. You're, yeah, you're no, we're good. We, I, mean, I mean, we had Larry Dean from Scotland on a couple weeks ago, so don't, don't you even worry. Our, the audience is fine-tuned at this point. Have you been introduced as a comedy impresario yet? No, in fact, I'm not sure that's a word. I think you've made that up. Yeah, I don't know what you mean, JJ. Well, it works, doesn't it? I mean, I, I mean, it worked to you, but I'm not, I don't know what you're trying to say with that. Oh, okay. All right, cynics. You know, I think I think we're he's he's impressive, and then the EO is just a little excitement on the end. Oh, I oh, okay. It's, I thought you actually meant like a like empresario, like in Spanish, like he's like a he has business like companies build. You know, that's what you meant. I thought that's what you were saying. What, like an entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah, like, like an like an yeah empresario because empresario is like entrepreneur. Well, yeah. guess what, guys? I did just look it up, and it is a real word, and it means one who produces entertainment. So, a shaboom! All right, Jay is wise. Um, are we gonna have? Do we have to get, do a reboot of this? Uh, just to ask while we're on, because our guest is in the bottom, and we usually have our guest up on top, but uh, we're just gonna. And do it pretty quick. Oh, there okay. it is. oh, that was oh, that was that was easily done. Easy, like, like, easy. like we got this magic producer waiting in the wings. Um, I thought it was because I was I'm, I'm from the bottom of the world. I thought I'd be <laughs> in, like in a geographical way. Oh, that's a that's a that's good true. Point. But we yeah. want you, you're, but you're in the future, so that's why you're on top. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't have any idea what time it is in LA. No it's idea. Seven p.m. on on Sunday of two thousand twenty. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we're still in the basically in the in the yeah. beginning of the pandemics here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's all fine here now. Oh, nice. <laughs> Two hours later, everything's solved. Great. 
Hasn't it been fun down there for a while, though, anyway? I mean, you guys well, have been... Yeah, we did a really hard lockdown for six weeks. Uh, bad, actually, it was this Whoa. time last year. Oh. So we yeah. did the full uh, lockdown. You can't leave your house and, uh, except to go to the supermarket. Um, and it basically got rid of it. We got down to zero live cases. And, That's great. Uh, and great. then... And then and then they kind of semi-opened the border up a little bit so that uh, you still had to do two weeks isolation, but you still do now. Um, and and then so we got cases in in our managed isolation hotels. Uh, and then the yeah. other one right. snuck through and we've had little little outbreaks, but nothing more than, a I think, a three-week semi-lockdown since a year right. ago. Yeah. And 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 is That's it safe great. to say is it safe to say that this is a because it's an island so you're pretty yeah. secured with your borders but also because uh, Kiwis listen to advice is that is that also the safe safe thing to assume? I, I think that there's definitely a part of that. Um, our, our prime minister also listened to um, these things that uh, we have here called scientists. I think. Yeah. 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 We but, do, um, but, but ours are uh, people don't are care more about the freedom than the science, yeah. you know, yeah. obviously. Cause yeah, because yeah, six weeks in your house while you watch Netflix, it's prison for some people. Yeah, house. it's quite the infringement on your freedoms. My freedoms don't care about your science, basically, is what they're all <laughs> shouting in the streets. It was that, but I, I yeah, I, I'd say you're right. Like, because we're colonial people, like Canadians, uh, we're quite um, obedient. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I I think, yeah. I mean, I always say that I think the U.S. is like the country or the people that live in the U.S. is a country that's been very spoiled for the past like 100 years because nothing has happened to them. Like any wars have been outside or anything, anything that's bad has always been outside of the U.S. So like, but other countries like in South America or in Europe or even over there, you know, like there's been struggles. So like people are used to like, oh, something bad as a pandemic is happening let's just we listen to like, all right, we're going to do this for six weeks just to control it. Fine. You know, but I feel here like, because not, none of that has happened. So it's kind of like a spoiled child syndrome. Like, I don't want to do that. I, I never had to do anything that in my life. So now, and so now it's like people start calling all this like freedom stuff, which has nothing to do with <laughs> anything. So. You know, yeah. You know. I mean, there's an element of that here, I guess, but it's pretty small. And you know, we obviously, you know, Jay and myself have lots of friends in the UK and they kind of tried to do the lockdown thing. But they didn't do it properly. Like they had rules like you could go to the pub yeah. but until 10 p.m. Yeah. because that's when the virus comes out. Yeah, because the virus is, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, uh, what's it a vampire. Or yeah. whatever. Like, well, they only come out when the sun goes down. So we're fine to drink yeah. all day until the sun sets and then out of there. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a hugely ad advantageous thing. Also, also just uh, to be able to cut off your borders like that is is fantastic too. I mean, you guys have a great deal of freedom as it is on your on your lovely island, don't you? Like uh, what kind of what you told me earlier? You were at the beach with your kids today. Yeah, yeah, it's school uh, holidays at the moment, and um, yeah, I, yeah, this that, that kind of American idea. I know we're not supposed to be talking a lot of politics, but that idea. Oh no, of, we haven't started with the tr with the tough travel questions yet. Oh, okay, anyway, right. man. So you go ahead and riff away. That's all right, brother. You know that idea of freedom, that that word freedom that you hear about in American culture all of the time. 
yeah. like I, I guess in in this country, like you just kind of take it for granted. Like we we just have that. Um, yeah. You know, there's things that we have rules about that are quite strict. I guess uh, that are generally to do with health and safety. <laughs> we have like some of the the most uh, intense health and safety rules in the world. Right. Uh, like we're up there with like Sweden. Yeah, but you've also got quite socialized medicine as well, right? Yeah, so well, that's that's why your government true, yeah. is like, yeah, if we're gonna socialize your medicine, how about you guys not fuck yourselves up constantly? Which yeah. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's like a trade-off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're essentially Canada, except it doesn't snow; it rains. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a there's there's many rainy rainy seasons over there, from what I recall. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of rain. A lot of rain. Yeah. Um, fantastic, buddy. Well, uh, you know the deal. Uh, you know the deal with our with our little podcast here, Travel in the Arts. We're looking, we're going to fire these questions at you, and then we'll just shoot the shit and talk away. Really straightforward. No need to worry about failing the test. Okay. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it over to Francisco with the first question for you. Cool. All right, uh, Ben. So first question is, uh, what was your first big move for the sake of your comedy career? And if you didn't move, like, I guess what was the best? The first I know the answer. Band? Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, JJ, do you want to answer? Or? Oh, no. I just, I know what the answer will be. It's very similar to my answer, what my okay. answer would be. But go ahead, Ben. It's it's identical to Jay's answer. It's, yeah. we moved, we, I moved to the UK, which, um, see, New Zealand, you know, we follow uh, British culture, particularly uh, comedy culture mm -hmm. and artistic culture even musical culture up until i would say maybe 10 years ago more than american culture far more uh, why, why is that i i guess it's a, a, a colonial past thing uh, no, we're, well part of the commonwealth as well so yeah. we're part of the commonwealth so you know we're gonna and, and we're allowed, there's a there's a uh, a tradition in new zealand i don't know if you have the same word in canada but we call it uh, the you go on your oe like so when you are when you leave school and you're like 18, 19, 20, maybe even up to 25, you, you do something called your OE, your overseas experience. And most right. New Zealanders uh, go to Britain. Uh, um, okay. Some go to America, but it's harder to work there or, or Australia because we have a free, you know, uh, New Zealanders and Australians can work in the other one's country quite happily. Okay. But yeah, so there was, there was an aspect of that. And also for me at the time, the UK was the, Center of the comedy universe. So, uh, and I'd made a lot of friends that were British comics who'd come to New Zealand for our comedy festival, and so I had kind of contacts there. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of something I was always going to do from the day I started comedy, but I was four years in before I went. Right. Nice. Four. Okay. Four years. Yes. Yeah, because mm. you just piqued my curiosity there. Because yeah, you're right. In, in Canada, we don't have anything called the O, like the OE, or we don't have a label like that. But we do have a young person's uh, travel deal with Britain. As long as you're under 24, you get yeah. to spend two two yeah. years in Britain. Uh, we haven't labeled it like that. But I find that interesting. So you actually you were going as a comedian uh, and you were hosting all these British comics because I started in Britain. So I didn't think about that. Right. You had already had like all this experience and then you showed up in London. Well, I had some is... experience. Obviously we were a small, we're a small country. So I didn't gig like five times a week. There wasn't like uh, a thousand open mics like there are now for you to just go and do Like I probably, in those first four years, I probably did maybe 150 gigs, you know, which when you think about it, isn't a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, right. You know, and so my my development, I guess, was a little slower than if I'd have been in the UK. But I, I won an award, and uh, it gave me seven thousand New Zealand dollars, which was enough to get me there. And, <laughs> That's a, like a grand, isn't it? British yeah, and British yeah, pounds. Yeah. I bought me you won an award in, in New Zealand or in England? In New, oh, Zealand. In New Zealand, yeah. In New Zealand, nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and then you traded so it with you, three magic beans. And then, yeah, yeah, I got a pint and a hamburger and a <laughs> and they said. And was well, when you started doing comedy in New Zealand, was was there already a big scene over there, or were you kind of like, did you start it, or? Oh no, there was there was definitely a scene. There was um, a full time comedy club in Auckland, which JJ's performed at many times, called the Classic, which is still there today. Love it. It's one of the best clubs around man the, the layout is fantastic francisco you'd love it man there's like a little balcony too that you can like the yell at your mouth the what are the muppets yeah <laughs> yeah water. yeah 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 that it's yeah what a fantastic club really fun uh yeah and there was maybe kind of half a dozen to a dozen comedians that people knew it, it's kind of i don't know if you've ever gigged in ireland i know jay has but it's it was kind of similar like we're similar sized countries and we had a similar um sized comedy scene i i guess uh, about at that, at that time um it's definitely it, i guess it was in its not infancy when i left but it would have been in its kind of uh um adolescence because mm -hmm. we hadn't right. we hadn't quite had the international success of flight of the concords and yeah. at that point well, yeah, and, and so now right. we we do. So now we're kind of internationally recognized as a comedy yeah, place. You're yeah, you're internationally recognized, and also there, I noticed there was there's been an explosion of New Zealand ta homegrown talent, like at home, hasn't there? Because even when I first started doing your festival with you, the New Zealand Comedy Festival, there there it was maybe fifty percent homegrown talent, and then by the last time I was there, it was probably 80% uh, New Zealand acts. So the scene really has exploded in the last 10 years, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think it's similar to what you've told me about Canada, Jay, in that it was difficult for New Zealand comedians to get on TV for a long time. And we always looked to overseas uh, for that kind of thing. Um, and we yeah. had a bit of what we call cultural cringe. We were like, oh, the British do it better. The Aussies do it better. The Americans do it better. And then the show that I'm on and have been for 12 years is was was kind of a breakthrough at home in terms of making a lot of us more uh, household yeah. Now, just to let the viewers at home know, this is uh, we're talking about Seven Days, which is a comedy mm -hmm. panel show based on the week's events. That's the title, Seven Days. And it's... You know, loosely based around the formats that come out of Britain, all the panel show formats yeah, out of yeah, Britain, yeah. and your country snapped it up, which is crazy. Like I always, I say to Francisco and a lot of our friends here, Canada and America have not caught on to the panel show idea yet, or the way it's done. Was that, is it like Chelsea world. Handler type thing? No, it's not, because Chelsea Handler just talks to her panel, but it's almost, it's almost. I don't know. How would you explain it, Ben? You probably had to explain it quite a few times. The way it's, it's not it's a talk funny. show panel. You know. It's funny, I, I did uh, some gigs in New York City, I would say five or six years ago now, and I actually was asked to come in for a meeting at a, at a network there, and I had to explain the comedy panel show to, to these people at NBC because they, they just had no idea. They're like, is it a game show? It's like, 
<laughs> well, it's a fake game show. Like, there's points, but no one cares about the points. Yeah. Uh, and there's games, but there's like a loose structure as to get to, yeah. to get to jokes, really. I would say the closest that America got to it was at midnight with uh, yeah, Chris Hardwick that hosting it. That was the oh, that was okay. the, that okay. was the closest. Um, you know, uh, some other differences in the at midnight was maybe more intense and more felt like it was taken more seriously. Whereas panel shows generally lets the the talent is allowed to just relax into their into their material and say it. So it's yeah. less of a you yeah. know less of, less of an elbows up kind of deal. Um, so I just. I, Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead, bud. I was going to say, for example, like a big story last week was obviously the Queen's husband dying, Prince Philip dying. And so, yeah. you know, you might um, do a couple of jokes about a really old man dying and, you know, how, you know, what, whatever. And then you might just go, oh, yeah, well, I remember when I went to a funeral. And then you just kind of uh, one into Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah, you talk about it just to, and then you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, it's a launching pad for, you know, comedy and 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 banter, I guess. Yeah, and um, and just to ask you about uh, when you said that you did maybe 150 gigs at the start of your career before going over to Britain, did you notice right away like that you're on stage like in in London? You're like you're up on a Monday night and a Tuesday night. You're like, holy shit! Did you notice? Did you notice right away that your skill set as a comedian started to? started to expand yeah in a in a really good and a bad way because i had no money and i really i had no backing i don't come from wealthy parents or anything so it was like i literally had to pay for my rent and food to live on based right. on that. so what i did was just get like a bulletproof 20 to 30 minute set which i just did over and over and over and over and over and over again and so for the yeah. first like two years that I was there trying to establish myself and trying to get in with as many clubs as possible, I also emceed. So that, that helped. That's like a skill set that I have, um, which not everybody does. You know, if you're a one-liner deadpan comedian, you can't emcee, <laughs> but I'm yeah. not. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, fortunately I did that. So those, while it was really good in many ways, becoming a sharper comedian for those first two years, I didn't write a joke. I didn't write a single new joke. Right. Uh, and right. this was bits that you were doing already in New Zealand? Uh, yeah, but kind of like um, fish out of water, you know, and all, you know, maybe a little bit of, ah, oh, this is what I noticed about the yeah. UK and what's different, and, you know, that sort of stuff. And it got was, it. you know, and it was, and it worked, it worked great. And I, I got them with all the clubs. And, and it, that was, yeah, it was kind of two years in where, um, I I started again because I, I, I was going to do the New Zealand Comedy Festival 2008 it was and the local big promoter he said to me if you come back you have to have a new hour and I'll give you two weeks in the classic comedy club is like the premier venue so that that was a, another huge moment for me was was having to start again and, and, and write a new hour which was so much better than that <laughs> right yeah. 30 minutes right. there, but I banged out a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great uh, experience to re-up the talents when you, when you yeah. get to that market. Um, I, I, now I get to dig into something that I, I actually, I won't know this about you, um, so I'm excited to find out, but because but, uh, I know you're a well-traveled man. But uh, our next question for you is, like, 
and it's probably going to be a two-parter too, because now that you're raising little children, I'm curious of what kind of traveling you did when you were a kid, you know, with your family or for family holidays. And then I'm going to add a second. We don't usually do this with guests, but I'm curious to know how how you're treating travel with your children now. Like, are you trying to do it the way you did when you were a kid, or vice versa? Uh, yeah, so travel's really close to my heart, and I think it's why I've chosen the profession I have because right. I love being on the road. And my my parents they did the OE thing in the in the late 70s. Back then it was like you know you go to Europe and you buy a VW combi van and you go you know that kind of it was they were kind of post that post hippie um, generation. Wait. You would buy the van? Yeah, it was a real thing. New Zealanders still do it, and Australians do it. You go and you buy a van, and then you sell it at the end of your of your of your time there. And it could be right. You could be doing it for two months. You could be doing it for two years. Uh, So I and so my parents loved to travel, and we we did lots of travel as um, yeah, like as I said, we're not. We're not. We're, I don't come from money. Like my parents are teachers, so they would. We didn't have right. nice cars, and we didn't have you know a, a boat. We didn't have stuff like that. But we. But they they put a lot of emphasis on on travel. So it was always part of my life, and um, and because they always took us, like they never went on holidays without us. That was a big thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not judging anybody, but they always took us with us. And so that's to to jump to the second part of your question. That is that is what we try and do with our kids as well. Because I think it's just the greatest thing to do. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. traveling is, is such a good thing. I mean, I mean, overall, I mean, it's, you just learn so much, and and you learn to do stuff, or you learn that other people do other stuff a different way. But it's a it's a good way. Maybe it's a better way to do it. And it's like, and I think that's one of the Things that the U.S. here, America, they don't do that much. They should travel more yeah. outside the the U.S. and learn more about other countries and cultures. So, you know, they're not stuck because they here they travel to from California to New York or to Florida, and it's like, man, it's the same thing. I mean, I don't know what people go like. It's so different. It's literally the same cheesecake factory everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's some tiny little percentage of Americans have passports. It's like 10%. Yeah, right? Well, I think it has to do with the whole, like, I mean, I, I know, I know, I mean, because I grew, I moved, I I was born in Venezuela and I moved to the U.S. Mm-hmm. when I was 12. So, like, I see things from, like, a little different angle of, like, outside, but also been living here for so long, also know why. And I think a lot of the things has to be with, like, with the culture of the U.S. It's like, it's always like, we're the best, we're number one, we're stuff. Like that. So it's like, so I think people like, yeah, why do I have to get out of the country if we're the best, you know, kind of thing. Like, and I think, I mean, I don't, and this is my opinion. I think that's the reason that a lot of people don't travel because they feel like if they, if they, if it's been ingrained on them, it's like, this is the best country in the world. And why do I need to go outside of the world? You know? So, right. I mean, I don't and especially right now, like Francisco, I'm, I'm sure you've probably noticed, and I assume, Ben, maybe the same thing is happening in New Zealand. But here in California, we're getting a lot of commercials and advertising saying holiday within California now because, you know, oh, to, yeah. get, to get that the economy going again and stuff like that. So it's very much uh, I, it's a very insular way to market to your Americans because your money's right there. So everybody's like, spend your money here. So, like, why? Why bother going anywhere else? 
Yeah, um, I mean, America is such an enormous country. I guess in yeah. their defense, like you can almost replicate, other than the cultural uh, aspect, you can replicate almost any uh, you know landscape in the world within America. You've got that's true. You've got Pacific Islands. You know, you've got you got mountains and snow, snow and, and jungles. And, you yeah. know, you've got the tropical South. It's I, mean, I guess it, you got deserts. Yeah, it, it is such yeah. an enormous country, and I, I I do see the argument for see your own country first. New Zealanders are such travelers that there's lot because we 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 have two main islands, and 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 most people live in the North Island. The South Island's kind of the big tourist one. It's beautiful. Uh, but so many North Islanders or people who live in Auckland, our biggest city, have never even been to the South Island, yet they've gone all wow. over the rest of the world. Wow. Oh, right. Yeah, and that's all the right. thing that, I mean, kind of like the same way that I grew up in Venezuela. My dad was a very big travel guy, too, and he loved, he always loved to take us travel. But like, yeah, you, you grew up in Venezuela, and the thing it was like, oh, no, you got to go to the U.S. Or, the other, or Europe because mm -hmm. that's better. You know, it's a better place, you know. But my dad would always be like, no, let's travel also around Venezuela. It has a lot of, you know, great things. And I think sometimes, you know, in Venezuela, like people would take for granted that it's such a great country that you can also travel around it and have and find a lot of things. But, but yeah, I think sometimes that happens when people go outside and they don't even know their own country either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a balance, right? Because you want to, yeah, you, you want to experience other other cultures as well. But uh, yeah, yeah we, we're definitely getting the, holiday within your own country thing at the moment in New Zealand because we are a, a country that is reliant on tourism and obviously that hasn't happened but actually today literally today uh, we started a travel bubble with Australia so the first right flights from Australia now are coming on are coming over without oh, having okay. the two weeks managed so yeah because I noticed that I mean I know some guys who are been at you know comic actors and stuff like that that they had to go to, I mean, they've been to Australia and you have to stay for two weeks in the hotel without like, yeah. like you can't get out. Like, it's like, you're yeah. like, you're like either, you can even, I mean, nothing. You can, you gotta, they give you like a, a bike so you can exercise. It's like in there, yeah. but like you can't. So it's very strict. It's same in Canada too. Cause I know I was like, yeah. for a project, they told me like, you gotta go, if you, if you get it, you gotta go to Vancouver. You have to stay there too. To we, out, you know, yeah. Like, my family's in Nova Scotia and they just formed a bubble with their provinces next to them. So Nova Scotia oh, yeah. and like New Brunswick. And so slowly your, your, your neighboring province is becoming a bubble, but in Canada, they're pretty divided. You're not, you weren't even allowed during the pandemic to cross the borders. And if you sure. did, you know, if you did, you were in big Canadian trouble. Cause <laughs> you know, like, like we said, very obedient people. Very, yeah. Not like Americans. There's no, like, not about your freedom. Very snoopy people. In fact, my parents, I told my parents, I said, I'll come, I can come home for Christmas and I'll just quarantine downstairs in your basement. You can quarantine me there. And they're like, no, no, no. The rules are you have to quarantine at a hotel. And I was like, oh, God. And, and plus, they just didn't want me to come home. But then they, they, very, they were very clear that they thought the neighbors across the street would tell on them. They're like, neighbors will tell. Nobody wants anybody breaking the rules. It's like, holy fuck, that is so, <laughs> Cana that's so Canadian. Yeah. yeah, it was the same here. When, when we did the, the big lockdown, you know, it was it was kind of dependent on a lot of people knocking on other people because, you know, if, yeah. your, neighbors had a, if your neighbors had a party, you know, you had uh, to and, and because we wanted to get rid of this thing. And of get course. Back to our lives. 
Yeah, it, yeah. it was such an. I mean, that's. I mean, it was such a common sense to me. Like, just be like, just for like a couple of weeks, follow. You know, everybody stays, and then it's gonna be over. But yeah. but yeah, if everybody wants to do something, and and to me, I think what we're saying about the U.S. is so big and stuff like that. It's also because like the borders. There's no real. It's funny because every state is like they 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 treat themselves like it's a country. But mm -hmm. then you can cross each state like nothing. So yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if California is following the rules and then somebody in Florida comes is like, uh, you know, with a, you know, and they get <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that's how Florida no, that, people. That was really accurate. Uh, that, that, was, that was a great Florida. They're drunk. They're like, they, they're fighting an alligator and they're fucking got COVID too. So. Yeah. Yeah. You guys in New Zealand, you don't have a Florida, I don't think. I don't know if you do. Oh, no, you have Hamilton. Well, Hamilton. yeah, ha Hamilton yeah. is the Florida of New Zealand. I would say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, know, I do know the. I do look at the news, and I do look for a Florida man at the start of any headline, and you know that's going to be good. Uh, yeah, be, it's going to be involved meth and an alligator or both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to ask the third question. Um, it, so when you when you travel, you're you're on the road. What is an essential or sentimental item that you bring with you, if there's any? Yeah. I don't think of you as a superstitious fan, so I'm curious to see where you go with this one. I've got one superstition when it comes to comedy, and that is I can't have anything in my pocket. That's my only Really? Thing. Nothing yeah. in my pocket. Yeah. It can be a yeah. problem sometimes. Like, I've just had to leave my phone and my wallet behind the bar a lot of times. Right. Yeah. Depends on the caliber of the club kind of situation. But I'm the same way. I don't like things in my pockets when I'm on stage no. as well. So I agree. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I grew up in Venezuela, so I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> Anything can go down in this set. I'm ready to go. I got my ID. I got my, you know, yeah. fuck. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So you never really lose yourself. In no, no, no. I'm like, like, I'm always going have... like, my thing is like if if there's something happening like am i do i have my stuff am i am i gonna because also like am i gonna am i gonna get deported for some reason even though i'm a u.s citizen i was like fuck you know <laughs> i want to have everything ready to go just in case i mean yeah i mean oh, I, wow. i've done gigs where my first uh priority is where the exits are but for a different reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. entirely uh the only thing i really take that i, I always take is my swiss army knife which oh, I bought okay. Were you bringing with you to to the actual set to the comedy? No, show? I just whenever I travel, I've always got my Swiss Army knife in my suitcase, nice. and I've used it other than for clipping my nails, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe three times. But I, yeah. I, I, I've I'm never heard lady. anybody clips their nails with their Swiss Army knife. That's well, maybe impressive. I, yeah, right? look, I've wow. got to use it for old something. old school. Do you play? Do you put Rambo on on the TV while you do it? Well, MacGyver, definitely MacGyver. Oh, MacGyver, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think well, maybe that's it. Have you ever had any trouble getting it across a border then? Because I imagine, I mean, like in because it's, on, it's in the suitcase. I think it's fine, right? It's fine in the suitcase, but a, a couple of times I've forgotten and left it in my hand luggage, and hmm. I pleaded with the security, and they've left, they've let me post it home. Oh, nice. Post it. Oh. Yeah, so you just got you got to leave security, go and get a bag, and address it to yourself, and then send it home. I've done that twice. Yeah, because oh, if not, you have to leave it there, right? Yeah. Yeah, in in that little clear thing that they put every they make everybody put all the sharp things in there like a lesson to other yeah. to other people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody's lost a Swiss Army knife. That's yeah, a, I've done that with a but with a machete. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, because I usually, I sometimes like, oh, what? I'm sorry, I forget. Yeah. Let me just send it back to me. It won't, it won't <laughs> fit in. It won't, it just won't fit in, guys, in the jar. Um, no, that's good. Fantastic, man. Um, I, you really have to have time, though, too, to be able to patiently go, all right, because that's, yeah. you don't have post office in your airport or anything like that, I would assume. So that must be, that's a bit of labor. Yeah, I used to sometimes. I don't know. Maybe I got lucky. I also think uh, it was maybe a while ago. I think the rules have got stricter now, but I, I think they just take it off you now. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember now, too. I think, I hope it was the last time I was in New Zealand, but you guys are really lax on IDs getting onto planes, too. You're just kind of. Yeah, no. You just, re you just read the name on the ticket and you go, Is that yeah. you? And you just go, Yeah. And they go, Get on the plane. Yeah, there's no idea. I mean, you. Yeah, I don't think you ever. Well, even here, I, I lost my wallet when I was doing a road gig here in, in Washington State. And I thought I was like, oh, how am I going to get back to L.A.? And and they like they told me, just get early to the TSA. And, and then I told the guy and he's like, ah, OK, uh, that's fine. We'll just kind of like uh, we'll research you. And I was like, oh, by the way, I'm a comic. So if you want to Google me, you know, you can find me. Yeah, right. And, right. and then the guy's like, oh, really? And, and then he like forgot about me, like that i like i gave him some you know i start you know he got curious about you, the yeah, career you, you you blinded him with yeah him. and then i was like and then i was like the fuck anybody can just duplicate i mean i was like any terrorist can just like duplicate some google you know like have a comic or whatever i was like so but what it was pretty quick too so it wasn't that bad I thought you know when i when I first moved to the UK as as a comic and uh well as a, anything but i was moving there and I, I got a visa, which, you know, a working visa, which you can get if you're part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. And, uh, but I put comedian down as my uh, profession. And I was on a flight when I landed at Heathrow with, I don't know why, but it was literally like 20 people on the flight. And it was the middle of the night when I got there. And I hand over my visa to the border staff who would just look bored. And it was the middle of the night and it wasn't busy. And she just went, comedian, eh? What about you tell me a joke? And mm. whether I laugh or not, guarantees your passage into the United Kingdom. Wow. I've been on a flight for like 35 hours and, <laughs> and everything. And I was just like, I literally couldn't think of a joke. Like, bloody uh, like, Plus, I, I hate that question, too. Yeah, it's like, I, oh, oh, that fucking question. It's like, because also, like, I don't do jokes, I do bits. It's like, exactly. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, none of us do jokes, really. Yeah. yeah. From 1955. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless you're like, yeah, a grandpa. <laughs> and then yeah, I, was, I, was I don't know how I got away with it, but I was just like, oh, look, I just, I, I'm really sorry. And she she kind of knew she was fucking with me and just went, ah, go on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't say that, though. They do expect, they expect things. Um you know, they, they expect you to be able to crush crush it with that joke or to be funny when they go, oh, you're not being very funny right now. Like, you're And it's never funny. It doesn't matter what it funny on. it is. Because every time you, when you expect somebody to give you, to get fun, you know, it's like, it's, it's never as funny as a expectation. Okay, Warrior yeah. Chick Zeus, he says, tell me a joke now. <laughs> I don't know. She, I don't know what she's referring to, but I'm not going to do it. So, JJ, if you want to do the joke, you can take it. She knows the game. She knows. She knows that. No, I think she's just she's playing along with exactly what we're what we're talking about. I don't think she wants you to tell her a joke, man. But uh, 
but yeah. yeah no that's that's one of the that's one of the biggest pains in the asses you know why aren't you being oh you're not very funny now so so you're yeah. not out in the country <laughs> and it, it, it never makes you any more funny that's for sure yeah <laughs> um and buddy i just want to uh th i'll take this chance to thank you very much for being such a good host to me when i'm in your country you're you're always awesome you know you've also promoted me and stuff when 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 i'm in your country and you've taken me to uh to sports to to new zealand sporting yeah. events which i have to say is one of my favorite things to do on the road i love going to see international sports you know um, and I'll be, you, you took me to rugby um, last time I was last time I was in your country, which is, it leads me to the next question. Uh, so I'm wondering what kind of and I'm sure that this is in your uh, you know, it's in your repertoire, too. You probably like to go to sports as well. Uh, what kind of recreational and social activities do you try to do to kill the time when you're on the road or to enjoy your time when you're on the road, I guess? Um, I mean, they're, they're probably not that interesting, but um, definitely eating. Like so, I try. And All right, you're a bit of a foodie, are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever the local thing is, you yeah. know, you know, right. you go to a place and oh, you got to get the thing, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I always get the thing. I always get the thing. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I find I run. I rode. I run on the road, like you know, like for exercise, and so yeah, I just I I find that just uh, gives you a great overview of a place if you've never been there before so oh wow you know, yeah it's that's uh that, that's yeah, something that's, i try and do everywhere yeah that's a pretty interesting answer so so if you're gonna go for a run like are you a daily runner are you a yeah, yeah? oh right yeah. so is this something that you would do once you're settled and you wake up in the morning at the hotel or is it something that you got to do to reset yourself like after flying into a place and then you just you check into the hotel and then you go for a run to get a look at the town well you know me and i don't do anything first thing in the morning because i'm hungover but uh, <laughs> once, once that passes or i'm at the tail end of that then i go for a run that usually sweats out the last of it uh, wow that's impressive because you know me and when i'm hung over i ain't going for a run nowhere <laughs> so yeah I'm, uh, I'm very impressed with that oh it's like like i did some gigs in samoa a few years ago and um in in uh, manu samoa or the, the not american samoa the the other one and uh you know like most people would just go to a resort i guess and just enjoy the resort and i just went for a run on the road every day and you, you actually like i went through villages and you know, you know, threw a rugby ball around with kids and, you know, it's just stuff like that yeah. you don't get to do. If, I mean, that's a particularly exotic example because sometimes you're just yeah. in an industrial town and you... Yeah, you know, like there's nothing to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's nice when, like, yeah, there's, like, yeah, you're, like, in a cool isle, Pacific island, not, like, in the middle, of, like, of Missouri and you're, like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'm gonna run through the chilies and then the applebees. Like, nah. yeah, yeah, that is that is true. There's there are clubs, there are clubs in America that I've been to now where there is no life around whatsoever. Like it's even it's even a ten minute drive from the city, you know. Like I'm thinking about like even Zanies in Chicago. Zanies in Chicago has there's a Zanies club that's out out on the outskirts of Chicago. And I remember thinking, oh, I'll go for a walk, and it's just highway. And so I was, just, I was just basically walking along the highway for fucking hours trying to find something, you know, yeah. or somewhere to go. 
so it's harder. It made me think, oh, I should have just stayed at the little resort. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I did try and find the best bit. I think any, even the worst cities have like a river or something you can run along. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I guess if you drive to the place and then run. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, because there's some places like too far to get to the lake yeah. or something. But yeah. But also, I, I, live in, I live in New Zealand where, you know, the chances of me being murdered on a run are quite low. But I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. Certain parts of America, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, there's. Yeah, fair that's point. True. There's some places yeah. that you don't want to be like, yeah, like. Even even running at the hotel gym, you can get stabbed. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired. I'm so sweaty. I'm you know I'm out of breath. Like if I got mugged on a run, like it's not like I can run away. Like I've yeah. <laughs> up to that point. Yeah, which actually that's the best place. I'm actually the best way to rub somebody while they're done. While they're almost finishing their run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, where you <laughs> give me your stuff. I know you're not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point, man. It's like that Chris Rock joke he did on Saturday Night Live after uh, after the Boston Marathon terrorist attack, and he's like, "It's like the worst thing you can hear after you've finished forty <laughs> two you know, kilometers." Is someone going run? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Very true. Uh, all right, I'm gonna ask uh, the last question that we have, uh, uh, which is. Uh, uh, well, what is, I mean, obviously you're not from America, but what is in a tradition or, or a custom that you would love to introduce from, to America that either from your country or from somewhere else, you know, that you, that you have uh, experienced? Um, yeah. Getting a passport. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yes. I think that's the, that's the answer. I was like, just get a passport. And, I mean, yeah. but I think also get a passport and then travel because then they, you, you know what they do? They use the passport to then travel across the U.S. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, okay. uh, yeah. Now, what about right. the other way around? Is there something that you would, would love that you've discovered around the world that you would love to uh, introduce to New Zealand? Is there a tradition or a custom, you know? Um, a tradition? Oh, yeah, the siesta. 100% the siesta. Oh, that's the siesta, that Spain. Yeah. That's, is that Spain? I, I mean, correct? yeah, they do it in Spain, but over like also Mexico South well? America, you know. Right. It, well, I think I think Italians do it as well. Italians, but yeah, like, a, like a break in the middle of the day, like everything should just shift. So yes, I agree. With that. You go home for two hours in the middle of the day. You have lunch. You yeah. see your significant other, and uh, then you go back to work, and you work later, and mm -hmm. then you eat later. Yes. And then, yeah, everything's just different. It's, it's everything like, so. Yeah, like in Spain, like in Venezuela, we had that because it's obviously because uh, the Spanish influence. But yeah, my dad, for example, had his own business and he would pick me up at school at 1 p.m. And then he would come uh, with his friend, uh, with his uh, colleague that he used to work with. And then we'll go home and over oh, there we had a maid because everybody can have a maid. So they may have already lunch. So we ate lunch and then my dad would actually take a nap and his friend would go to this uh, living room and take a nap there. <laughs> You know, and then, right. yeah, because I remember, and then he would wake up. It's like, all right. So they would go back at, you know, yeah, like at, at three back to to his, to, to, and then they would finish yeah. at seven or eight. And then you have dinner like at nine yeah. or 10, you know, so everything, yeah, kind of shifts. But I also like that. I think it's like, here's like, it's a complete opposite because here there's, they don't, 
you have to eat, you know, your lunch in your cubicle. You know, there's no, you don't, you're even going out. It's like, oh, sorry, I got 30 minutes. You know, everything's so like boom, 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 fast, fast, fast. And it's like, and I think it's, I do like that having that, that break. I think it makes, and actually you, people are more happy, you know, because they enjoy, yeah. they, you know, like you get a break, you go lunch, you can go home, whatever, you know. Doesn't, yes. uh, I think, I think America has one of the most intense working schedules, don't they? They work, they work their yeah. people to, Even to death, vacations. death in America. They don't have vacations. I mean, right. it's crazy. Like vacations here are like two weeks and that's it in the whole year. Right. You know, even, like, even, yes. yeah, even, even like that's a normal, leave. that's a normal thing. Two weeks in the, in the full year. Five, we get five weeks guaranteed by the government. Everybody. Yeah, that doesn't happen here at all. Like, in, yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember yeah. I used to work in an office and they actually had a better, I think it was like four weeks that you could spread out, you know, and like, and everybody was like, wow, that's crazy. Cause that never happens. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Think I, mean, they, I, I don't get five weeks because I'm self-employed, but other people yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I think um, even, uh, what is it, la labor leave or whatever uh, is very low in America as well. Maternity leave, <laughs> la la labor leave. How, how, long, how long are you in labor that you need? <laughs> anyway, I, anyway, I mean, I meant maternity leave. Uh, yeah. yeah, very different. Yeah, they, they work them they work them to, to death in America. I don't think Americans realize that. That's, this comes back to the start of the show when we were talking about freedoms, you know, and, and the yeah, freedom yeah. and the idea that, you know, that here in America. But if, if Americans knew how how much holiday time and, and freedoms that other countries get, and they'd realize, oh, wow, I got two weeks last, last year, two weeks unpaid leave, you know. No, yeah, we even have paternity leave here now. I think so. You get two weeks for the for the for the bloke for the man. He yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh... which is a great concept. And I, because I really like this. I we did a piece on this on the on the on the Jim Jeffrey show about um this because they're doing it in Europe as well, and it's helping close the income gap. You know, it's yeah. helping close the financial gap because now men have to take that leave too, so that both parents split the responsibilities, but also. Both genders have ch equal opportunities to advance their careers when they have babies and have partners. So I, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Which is weird because I I talked about it in the I remember talking about it in the writers' room and saying it's a good idea. And a couple of the writers were like blown away and they were offended. They're like, oh, so men should benefit again. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that this would even this would even things out on the career path. Like, oh yeah, oh men should get a holiday now. I'm like, no, no, no. This is this is why. This is the whole reason why there's an income gap in the first place because men can keep working and keep doing their thing and but if we force them to have paternity leave then it evens things out for people and it will equal but it's hard some people don't see that right away yeah no so, i get that uh, do you can i ask you did um the canadian prime minister justin trudeau is yes. um is a handsome man and when he met our prime minister Jacinda, he's a, Ardell, he's, a he's a canadian six his dad was hotter but anyway um, <laughs> uh, when when uh when justin trudeau and jacinda ardern our prime minister met uh at some summit or something oh, they yeah. looked like such a good couple like Ooh. they're both like, social democrats both relatively young for world leaders and there was just all the speculation that you know that, imagine that imagine it. be like we're like two 
socialist houses meeting in Game of Thrones or something and uh, yeah. Alliance, yeah. Uh, yeah. both from even like unite the map. We're we're from yeah. the extremes of the map. I always used to say this like when I was in New Zealand, like you uh like my part of Canada, Francisco, uh, Nova Scotia in Canada. So the east coast, the little dangly bit that you know, you go to Maine and you turn right. Well, I was discovering uh, some, some um, uh, what is it, Tra like travel centers when you go into those holiday centers and they have a map of the world. A lot of times Nova Scotia gets cut off, you know, because they just really run out of map room and they're like, nobody needs to know that little uh, bit. Yeah, we'll and then I enjoyed, and, uh, yeah, maybe enjoyment isn't the word, but when I noticed it, I noticed it happens to New Zealand too. And I oh, bonded okay. with Ben over that. I was like, you guys get cut off on the other end. So Nova Scotia and New Zealand are at either end of this map. I think, I think uh, we get cut mm -hmm. off on the John Oliver map that he has on the side <laughs> of the which yeah. he, you know, I, I, you know, I know. Well, I, I've met John way back in the day. He's a lovely man, but he also makes fun of New Zealand a lot for a man oh, really? on his fucking map. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the epitome of making fun of it, isn't it? It's pretending it doesn't, pretending it doesn't exist behind you. Yeah. Sure. And, and he makes fun of it for any particular reason? Did he live there? Uh, or? Not in a bad way, just, you know, just some of our sort of uh, quirks. And, yeah. you know, our, our politicians, because we're so small, our politicians are quite uh, accessible. Like the prime minister is an old friend of mine, genuinely. I have her number on my phone. Uh, <laughs> right. And... Like the previous prime minister, he went on a um, he went on a breakfast radio show, and they asked him when the last time he jacked off was, and he answered. Oh really? <laughs> wow. Place. And then there was another politician who got a dildo thrown in his face, and just <laughs> John Oliver just uh, loved that stuff. It's perfect for him to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's more wholesome. Everybody knows each other. Yeah, it's very much so. <laughs> yeah that's funny i was just wondering a little a little curious bonus question we're, we're we've 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 uh we've been through everything here you've been awesome man thank you so much for joining oh, us man. um and you know we have a, an extra question before we let you go but also i just thought i'd ask quickly we had a sixth question here that um we weren't sure if we'd get to or anything but i was wondering is there any place that you've gigged or traveled to that you think that uh, nobody might know about, like that a nice little surprise. I know that, of course, you're going to speak for tourism New Zealand and say, you know, come here, yeah. this is the best holiday. But I'm, I'm curious to know, is there anything that you've, um, any waters you've dipped your toes into that you wouldn't mind saying? Uh, to not not just for gigging, but like for holidays as well, right? Yeah. It could be whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. either or or both. I got I mean, uh, I was going <laughs> to. This isn't like a hidden gem or anything, but uh, mm -hmm. we went to Tahiti the other like two years ago, and that's like Tahiti. Where Tahiti is? What Tahiti? Is oh, man. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like imagine. Tahiti. Yeah, but it yeah, was—it's yeah. the most expensive place I've ever been. So maybe really? Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. My oh, God. Why? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's like a paradise, but is that why they get it? So maybe. I think it's basically an island set up to rinse uh, rich French people of their money because they could go there without, it's, right. it's, you know, it's part of France, but they can go there. Uh, I think it's like one of the longest direct flights in the world. It's like France. Uh, to, to oh, wow. Oh, okay. oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so there's uh, just rich French people everywhere and they'll just pay whatever. 
how okay. long's how long does it take to get there from New Zealand? About four hours on a plane. Four, four hours. hours. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. man, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love being in California for being so close to Hawaii. I I, I yeah. picture myself going there frequently as soon as I get the energy. <laughs> well, the, the 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 funny thing is, we were supposed to go to Hawaii two years ago, and the volcano blew up, and um, our insurance wouldn't cover us anymore. And because we were traveling with the whole family, like we couldn't afford to get oh. or, you know, get right. or whatever. So we actually changed destinations and went to Tahiti. And oh, um, right. look, I'm, I've not been to Hawaii. I'm not saying it's better or worse, but uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, That's yeah, funny that the insurance was like, yeah, we don't, we, we cover everything except volcanoes. We never knew yeah, that was well, going to be the case. I mean, it was an active volcano, like really going bananas so. yeah yeah i mean i uh, that's what i yeah i don't even yeah and you may not know this francisco but uh new zealand pretty much is a volcano isn't it ben? is that a way to, good way to sum up new zealand you're uh you're basically volcano yeah um, our biggest city basically. auckland uh, which has a million and a half people uh has uh is, is literally on 40 something uh volcanoes i mean they're oh, not wow. they're not active they're dormant no. But there's a, there's a, yeah. Rangi, Rangitoto Island, right in the middle of the city, is a uh, right in the middle of the city's harbour. It looks like a nasty ass volcano and it could go off at any time. All right. right. Yeah. I mean, when was the last, when was the big eruption? There was a big eruption many moons ago, right? And like, I think because yeah, I, I went like, to your museum. And... Yeah, there's Lake Taupo, which is a lake now because, and, and a really big lake. It's in like the top. I don't know, 50 lakes in the world or something in terms of size. But um, that was a volcano that just went. But that was a thousand right. years ago. But they. A thousand, yeah. okay, never mind. But they, apparently they heard it all over the world. Like, there's like. Um, but it was a thousand years ago? Yeah, there's, there's, ah. there's historical evidence to suggest that it was heard all through Asia. Wait, how, it was hair, but how did people even knew that? Like, I don't know, a thousand years ago. Did somebody. Yeah, I passed down just, to, that, passed that, that, generation that, to generation, man. That pigeon really had to fly through the whole world. To be like, hey, everybody, I uh, so I'm coming from uh, uh, Peru. I we heard it here too. <laughs> yeah, ben Hurley, uh, dude, uh, it's great to see you. I miss you, man. I miss you, buddy. I haven't. This is the longest, of course, the longest in our careers that I've gone without seeing you. Yeah. Uh, Miss you to death, man, and uh, thank you so much for doing this podcast with us, man. Um, awesome, it, I mean, great to meet you. Yeah, really, en really enjoyable hearing these answers. We uh, one last thing before we go, we ask all our guests this on the way out the door. But is there a quick piece of travel advice, or you know that that you want to pass on to our listeners, or maybe that, that coming from you, or maybe that you've been given yourself? Yeah, I look. I thought about this a lot. <laughs> I, I literally don't know uh, what I would say. Um, you know, the, the 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 worst thing you can do is just waste time on holiday. I think when you're traveling, it's you've got to make the most of it. You know, don't just get out and and do everything. You'll probably never be back. So, do you yeah. mean like? All right, so you don't just you don't just mean like meet a schedule. 
You mean like you no, just mean but like just, just get out of you know try and get get out of bed and see everything. Just, you can, yeah. get, you just know. get out and run and run. Yeah, get out and run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's advice or what, but you know, I just think maybe when I was younger, I I squandered some holidays by sleeping till midday. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think it also depends on the holiday too, because if there's true, some true, true. holidays that you go like, all right, this is gonna be to meet the city and they do we got to do everything or the do whatever and then there's other ones where like i'm just gonna fucking relax and you know just not do anything yeah. so i guess uh but I, i think you still gotta do stuff i mean i don't think the point of i do agree with that i don't think the point of going to any vacation is to sit in the hotel no. like why yeah. why would you do that like i just understand that that concept you know yeah, yeah. i was watching uh i was watching a netflix show the other day and Uh, it's got that chef David Chang, and he's like goes to a place with a celebrity, and it was Chrissy Teigen. Mm -hmm. It's delightful. I'm not, having, but she had no, been to Marrakesh. She'd been to Marrakesh four times, and it was the first time she'd gone outside of the hotel. Wow, she's oh. been to where? Uh, Marrakesh in Mar Morocco. Oh, and she never got she out of the hotel. Went to the hotel. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. I mean. That's, yeah, that's where you go. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I, I mean, because we can, I can do that on the road too. Like, even if I'm somewhere special, I can stay in the hotel until my show and not think yeah. to just, just go out and take something in, go see something or yeah. do something. So I think yeah. that's great. That's great yeah, advice, just, man. Just, just run like Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, Never stop. And <laughs> that's what I imagined too when you would say you were, because it's like, you say, like, just oh, yeah. run. And I was like, All right, how long? Like, yeah. just keep going, just keep going for days. Yeah, you got the beer and everything. Yeah. Did you did you come up with new uh, with uh, brands? You know, with a smiley <laughs> face and everything. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, yeah, man. Thanks very much for uh, for coming yeah. here, and uh, we appreciate. It. I know you're uh, you got busy, so thank you for yeah. giving us the time. Any of thanks our listeners, please. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And any of our listeners, uh, check out Ben's comedy. We're, we've been posting up clips of his comedy uh, all week. Check out the panel shows. Hey, Americans, check out the panel show that uh, Ben does uh, online and stuff. Check it out online. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, Ben Hurley. See you guys. Cheers, Cheers Bye, Ben. Hello.